You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. It is Extreme Rules, getting it right. It's Bilal Bakani, Daniel Shahori, and of course, good old AR, Alex Ross. Uh, guys, good to have you all back, but let me jump right into this. Um, I really think WWE has finally got Extreme Rules right. Every single match is a different stipulation, Dan. Uh, it's about damn time. It's about damn time. I agree. We'll see, though. But uh, I think uh, I'm going to be, I'm a little trepidatious with the praise. If they're getting everything right, we shall see. Alex, I know you're a touch more cash. Um, what are the extreme stipulations you're a fan of that you're hoping to see on this card? Because matches could be added between now and when we're, you know, it happens and when we're recording. I, I think first we need to have a, a new opening segment called It's About Dan Time. Thank you. <laughs> It's about um, Dan I, time. I just want to see the dirty, the gritty, the off the grid. I just want to see the the gonzo. Show me the gonzo, WWE or AEW, anybody. I'll take it all right now. Well, and there's a second thing that is going to be, uh, speaking of the gonzo, the big question. Because Roman Reigns, the undisputed champion, he's not on this card. The Usos, the undisputed tag champions, they're not on this card so the big question is what is going to be the main event? And when I look at WWE.com at time of recording, they list the SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. It's an extreme rules match, hence the name of the pay-per-view. So anything goes. Um, I've probably, Dan, been saying since she's champion, I really hope this is the end of her championship reign. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, imagine the girl who dreamed of being a wrestler got to be a wrestler, was not particularly great in the ring and wanted to be Harley Quinn. And after a decade, they just let her be champion. And the resulting reign, uh, Dan, has been pretty disappointing. And I hope it's over on Saturday. That's a great summarization of her career. Uh, quite accurate. But let's talk about the real main event. Okay. Uh, if And we'll probably, I'm sure you're going to get there, but, uh, and so we can hold on to that. But the real main event is going to be the return of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Well, but we'll get there when you get there. No, and I, I think that's worth mentioning because I think it could factor into a couple of matches. Um, it, it may become very weird if Liv Morgan retains and then Bray Wyatt uh, shows up. Alex, does any of what we're saying make any sense? Yeah, it makes sense if we could see Brock Lesnar against Wyatt or Daniel Cormier against Brock Lesnar against Wyatt. Whatever the combination is, it's going to be against Lesnar. What? What? Why do you think that? It's like the only two sizable people that make sense that uh that can do short matches. They're big boys, you know. Other than Brock Lesnar getting some celebrity news lately with some Daniel Cormier, and he's just kind of been off the grid. So who better than? Brock Lesnar than who doesn't want who to see better? that? I don't. This is what? a this is an extreme take. I was not expecting Alex Ross. Yeah, uh, I just like them together. That's kind of my um, that's my dream match right now. Wow. Well, you're you're halfway home, Alex, because Daniel Cormier is a part of this pay per view. He's going to be the special guest referee as Matt Riddle. He got his first name back. Takes on Seth Frickin Rollins, who got an extra name for no reason inside the fight pit for anyone that doesn't understand what this is it's basically a ufc octagon on top of a ring which is kind of stupid but it works um uh, you know alex when you hear that we'll go back to you because you brought up cormier having that real sport ufc feel and i know dan's a big ufc fan as well 
does that do anything for you? Because for me, this is a rivalry I was completely sick of, but it gives it something else. It's like Mike Tyson in DX. Yep. That kind of real celebrity world mixing in with the sports entertainment world. I mean, now it's it's almost like reverse. Like people want to dip into the sports entertainment world to get that longevity. So I, I you know, it, it's always been kind of um, a give and take in, in that sense. But Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar having the UFC background, the mixed martial arts background, that's just so funny with CM Punk and all these guys who kind of come from this world, but it's, you know, they'll never admit it uh, that, that WWE is, is secretly, you know, every UFC fighter's favorite, you know, aspiring dream and vice versa. I think eventually when you realize you don't have to get punched in the face and you can almost make more money hmm. in the WWE, the WWE becomes more of a goal than, than fighting. And we've seen it before with CM Punk. So it's, it's not, Hard to believe that Dan Cormier can cross that path. I think, um, you know, with Kofi Kingston and the boys, he'd fit in right in with those guys. I'm not who? Who am I thinking? Kofi, oh, Xavier, Biggie. Uh, Biggie is out, so he could be the honorary exactly. member of the New Day. Uh, Dan, I, I want to throw it to you because Alex just got me thinking. You got Cormier. He was in UFC for a little while with Matt Riddle. He's been a very outspoken fan of Seth Rollins. So he's yep. kind of perfect as a referee here. I, they did a segment on Monday Night Raw that was kind of dumb. Um, but again, uh, in terms of people to pick, because I know even Ken Shamrock was advocating to be a part of this. And there's another guy with UFC credentials. But I don't know if you could have really picked anyone better than Cormier to be the referee for this match. I think he's a great choice. He's a he's a lifelong legitimate fan, and you need people like this. Uh, he knows what he's for a match like this. I think it's great. It's a, uh, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think the the two previous pit matches that they did in NXT were great, and I think this one will be good. I, I'm just not sure who's going to go over because yeah. you know this is kind of Riddle's match to lose, but at the same time. Rollins takes up many, many losses on pay-per-views this past year. So we'll see. But uh, yeah. Cormier, to answer your question, great choice. And I think he's going to stick around. Uh, Alex, I think you will get your wish at some point. I think they will do Lesnar and Cormier at some point in time. Yeah, what a WrestleMania match that could be. It'd be Alex's dream come true. All right, we talked about Ronda Rossi. Ronda Rossi, easy for me to say. Talked about Cormier. Let, let's talk about two people who have no UFC connection. It's the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, taking on Bailey in a ladder match. This is the first uh, women's title match, a singular one, for a title. If you don't count Money in the Bank, where Asuka's Money in the Bank became this exact championship, WWE is not counting that. Um, so... Technically, this is the Shawn Michaels' first ladder match uh, in that division. We've seen Bailey come back with this faction uh, flanked by Eosky and Dakota Kai, while uh, Bailey or Bianca has formed a very hard to believe alliance with Alexa Bliss and you know Asuka, um, and you have Candice LeRae sort of out there as a potential fourth part of that team when they get to War Games. I hope. Dan, who's going to win this match? Because I'm right down the middle, 50-50. I could see them going either way with this. Yeah, this is a tough one. Because uh, to me, Bianca's not ready to be dethroned. But hmm. Bailey, the, she, this is her time now as well. Because she's just come back. And again, she she can't... I mean, she can afford a loss. But 
this is, I believe, her first pay-per-view match since she's been back. So you don't, I don't want her to lose. And and what the other two have the belts, right? Of her. Yep, the other tag team titles. So maybe you know they're all that that the what are they called? Uh, damage control. Yep. All of them hold the belts. That's cool. But yeah, it, I I don't want Bianca to lose, but I like them both. So we'll see. There you go, Alex. Damage control or the EST. Which catchphrase is going to win? I mean, as a casual fan, this stuff will interest me in the moment of. Mm. I like Bianca Belair, you know, with kind of Sasha Banks not being around and her being able to take some of the spotlight. It's her time to shine. How far they want to take that. I think she's just young and powerful, and I think they can just kind of sip on her and, and nurse her, and she'll just kind of be there. You know, it's this young generation now that kind of sees the business side of things. It's not like just about taking bumps. And and just for the same reason, Sasha Banks, you know, it's the business side of things. It's like, how do you, or whatever her new name is, her her real name, her real name as she changed Oh, yeah, Mercedes Veranda. Veranda. She'll be Sasha Banks when she comes back, though. Yeah, and I just want to pray that she comes back while we're on this topic. Like, let's just let the record show uh, I prayed for her and Naomi to come back. Um Speaking of people who are uh, favorites of some, we're going to have Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Uh, Drew McIntyre, legitimately the chosen one from Vince McMahon. Uh, Karrion Cross, legitimately the man Triple H hung NXT on until he didn't ha- hang NXT on it. You know, his at the time bald head. Um, Dan, I-, I feel like it'd be very tough given the fact that Triple H holds the pencil. Not that it's literally a pencil at this point. I'd be very surprised if McIntyre won. But on the other hand, uh, McIntyre seems to be like this cockroach who just survives, survives, survives and continues to be a big part of this company. Similar problem as the last match. It's both guys really shouldn't be losing right now. Uh, but more so carrying cross. You can, I mean, this again, this is his first pay-per-view match since he's come back as well. But, you know, McIntyre, you need him to... But, you know, judging from raw on monday like where they did like four distraction finishes in a row it, it's going to be something like this I, I it'll they will probably do a screwy finish and carrying cross will go over alex do you have a pick of this match a horse in this match or are you a little too removed to take a side here sorry guys you just woke me up um <laughs> like drew mcintyre is not interesting yeah like like uh, Vince McMahon, all, you know, it's the same thing with uh, the theory, mm-hmm. you know, like just because you're a golden boy doesn't mean you're going to, you know, you're going to be the next rock. I like Drew McIntyre. I think he's got a great European presence, which they need for their new brands out there. Yeah. But again, he's just going to, they're just going to sip on this guy and they'll just, he'll do whatever he says. He might, might get a European championship or something on him. You know, like it's just like it's kind of like boring. And to be honest, he's he's so stiff in the ring, in my opinion. Well, and they just did Clash at the Castle, which was the big show in Wales. It might all be downhill for Drew McIntyre from there. If he didn't win there, he ain't winning here. Yeah. So what is the point of building him up? It's very true. Uh, Even you know, Scotland is not Wales, but it's close enough. Um, Speaking of international talents, we're going to see Finn Balor, part of the Judgment Day, taking on Edge, who created the judgment day and, and this is still happening for some reason it's an i quit match um but certainly again under triple h uh very much pushing this stable pushing finn balor dan 
Uh, and also, we we know Edge. He's gonna. I'm surprised Edge is even on Extreme Rules. Um, he's probably gonna take a lengthy vacation until the Royal Rumble after this. So Edge should lose. No. You don't. Ha- when when was the last time you've ever saw a a, a heel win an I Quit match? Interesting. Yeah. Like it's hard to get a bay, a bay face like like a Hall of Famer like Edge to say I quit. Mm. I don't know. Uh, usually, again, I, I might be forgetting an example, but usually this is for the heel to lose to say I quit. Interesting, but you have the prospect Dominic uh, Mysterio finally turned on his dad. Uh, he could be the, in the middle of unmasking Edge's all of a sudden great friend, okay. friend Ray Mysterio. If they, they do could... something like that, where yeah. it's not because he's saying I quit because he's in pain because there's a consequence uh, that, you know what I mean? Like there's something that uh, the other members of judgment, they are doing to Ray or Dominic that makes him say that out of, because they're coercing him. Fine. I could see that, but he's not going to just quit because he's in pain. Alex, will Edge say I quit? Is Finn Balor, Austin Theory, are they the same person? Yes. <laughs> they're very I, similar. They're sure, quite jacked. I'm pretty sure that they're never in the same room at the same time, right? That is they never, true. And they've ne- have they ever fought each other? No, because they. I think they've both been heels as long as Theory's been on uh, the main roster, from what I recall. Would they well, just get into close. the ring and do that mirror skit <laughs> where they just put their hands up to each other? <laughs> and they're like, I'm you, you are me. But he's like, uh, Finn Balor is like 15 years older in theory. You wouldn't know it looking at those yeah, apps, though, you know? Like, it'd be very easy to forget. Uh, but we'll move swiftly on to the final match here. Then we'll talk a little AW. The Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge, the Fridge Holland, uh, Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn, are going to take on Imperium, Gunter, formerly known as Walter. Uh, you've got uh, Giovanni Vinci, formerly known as Fabian Eichner, and uh, Ludwig Kaiser. I don't even remember his whole name anymore. Um, I don't even know if it matters so much, Dan, who wins, but this is just going to kick a lot of ass. And by the way, it's an old-fashioned Donnybrook match. I have no idea what that even means, Dan. It's basically a street fight. I think it's a a tornado street fight, yes. Mm. So all of them. I imagine that's what it is. This will be fun. Uh, I think one of the Imperium boys... Not Gunther, obviously, will take the mm-hmm. fall in this, but it'll be a fun, really fun match. Possibly yeah. opening the show. Alex, we've got a Donnybrook match. What is the spot you want in this match? Broken bottle over the head? What do you want? I want Sheamus to get the respect he deserves because he's like top 10 greatest of all time, even what? if he's number 10. Amazing. Sheamus is, is a bruiser. The guy is a company man. He's willing to do gimmicky stuff like this. Hold on, Alex. If he's he, you're saying Seamus is in your top ten of all, who's number one on your list? Just out of curiosity, Undertaker. Okay. Seamus is underrated. I would give you that. I haven't. Yes. I haven't written up a, a top ten. Um, man, that's a good discussion for another podcast. Alex, uh, Alex has stumbled onto something brilliant here. Um, the guy's a hard worker. Yeah. Like, like I. I been with the company forever. He looks good. Yeah. He doesn't skip a beat. He's just kind of guy that people like, and he doesn't even really ever need a like a storyline. Mm-hmm. Like he never has been removed from any. There's no, never been a rumor. Like mm-hmm. like clearly he's liked on and off the field. Yeah. 
Like there's, you got to respect the guy who's willing to put up with this crap and still be deemed relevant. Yeah, he's definitely exactly. And there you go. Future Hall of Famer. Need, need I say more? Say less uh, as the kids say. I, I, I'm tempted to rename the whole name of this podcast. Now I'm not going to do that. Um, I do want to talk about AEW. Uh, they're coming to Canada and more specific Canada for the first time, but Toronto as well next week. Um, I do have to give a caveat here. Um, I'm going to interview Britt Baker next week uh, through AEW. Uh, they've also given me free tickets to all the shows. So I am not going to pretend to be objective about this anymore. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? Because certainly the other end of this is, you know, ticket prices were quite high. And this is not at Scotiabank Arena. It's at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. What are my thoughts specifically about what? Just that they're coming? To... Yeah, however you want to take it. It's a very open goal here. Well, it's, you know, I've been excited for a long time. This Again, this is a, really a real important show for them because not only is it the first time in Canada, it's their first time outside of the United States. Yeah. Their very first show ever outside of the United States. That's a big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the, and I don't know if it's, I, I'm hearing conflicting reports if the show's legit sold out yet. Yeah. Um, but I think this Toronto crowd is going to show them the love. I hope to be in attendance as well. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fun time. I think it's, uh, this is exactly what this company needs from this past month of a lot of negative PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this Toronto crowd is going to show them the love, I believe. Alex, where are you on AEW right now? To that point, Alex, are you with us at all even? At sorry, this point? sorry, sorry. I pressed unmute. <laughs> um, how much were tickets? Uh, go ahead, Dan. Uh, it, it, they were like the first day, like uh, they were really expensive. Like the, the cheapest seat was well over $150. Uh, this is through Ticketmaster. I don't know other how other people get tickets right now, but, uh, and then the resale market value were, was go through, which is astronomical. Like the, then like the cheapest tickets you couldn't get for anything cheaper than like three, $400 for, for wow. anything decent. But again, I don't know how this works. This, uh, but now I'm told that you can get a rampage ticket for $6. So I'm not sure what's mm, going on here. Market fluctuates. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. I mean, I, I do hope to be there for, for, for dynamite. Uh, and for, but you know, if I, if I had my choice, I, what would I pay for this show? Mm-hmm. I probably would have, I would have been willing to pay like a hundred dollars. I would have paid like yeah. for a decency. To, that's what I would have been willing to pay. It's a cool venue for it. Yeah. I get, give it up to the old Rico formerly, <laughs> and now Coca-Cola, which is kind of bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> but, you know, if they're selling that out, which is not a huge venue. Mm. Uh, me, yeah, yeah about, about there. No, not even. 5,000 to 7,300. Or center stage mode is like nine thousand. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably push. That's that. a good crowd. That's a good crowd. If they sold that out and they're making mm-hmm. their money, and that's the prices that they're setting, it's that's like wow, like that's like WWE to scale. Like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's scale, but those are some big numbers. And, and I think to be fair, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here a bit. I don't believe Scotiabank Arena was available. Um, and I know the Michael Blue Jays, Buble was here. Well, yeah, Buble is a bigger star. Um, <laughs> the Blue Jays are in the midst of a playoff run. And then as soon as they're done that, uh, they're doing some work on the formerly the Sky Dome, now the Rogers Center, to upgrade some of the seating in the outfield. So 
And you can't, Dan, have a show at Budweiser stage uh, in October. It's just too much of no. a liability. I don't think Rogers Center was ever a consideration, regardless of where the Jays are at. Well, but, uh, I, you know, we've seen what they're doing uh, in the past where they'll do two shows and they'll do a third pay-per-view. And I know they wouldn't do a pay-per-view at this time, but maybe if it was there, you could have done like a battle of the belts or something. You know what I mean? Like you could have, I don't know. I, I You're right. I'm being a little bit pie in the sky here, but... It would have given you an option I'm to do. I'm sure a they appreciate show. your optimism for the, for that, but 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 right. ACC, I believe they could have done. Yeah, uh, I think that would have been they, a natural fit. Right, if they had just done a normal dynamite rampage for that. Yep. But yeah, I think uh, people would have and, and reasonable ticket prices. People mm. would drive from Montreal and beyond to come to that. Yeah. No, and I think to your point, that's a venue that you can get. I think raw when it was there was about 15,000. So you can get about 50% more people in there. Mm -hmm. So the resale market shouldn't fluctuate as much and you should have a better, uh, and you, you combo the recordings, as you just said. And I think that would have been a much better situation. Alex. So are they selling out arenas? AW? Yeah, I think so. I, depends I know the, where they are. It depends where they are. They, they're going to Washington and I've heard they've had a bit of trouble in Washington. Tonight, yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, I I think th they're doing decent on the on the yeah. sales at this point. Big picture, we got you got to think big picture. And, you know how yeah. much is the tour making? Well, they went to what like uh, I think like six weeks ago they went to mm -hmm. the West Coast for the first time. This is a good example of they're going to another country, but they went to the the first time on the West Coast. Yep. They went to L.A. and they sold that out because this mm -hmm. they were pining for it. And but there's a demand out there. Yeah, yeah, huge. I, I, but I, Toronto I, is going to be the same. And I think mm -hmm. again, I think. Uh, everybody on this show is going to be over. Mm -hmm. This crowd is going to be hot start to finish. Oh, 100%. I really hope so. Yeah. That's, the, that's the good thing about being from a metropolitan city, though. I'm not there anymore. Hmm. Go tie cats. Um, I, I will say, Alex, Ethan Page, who's from Stony Creek, which is basically Hamilton, yeah. is going to try to win the old Atlantic title at those shows. So he's you're well hero. represented. So Toronto crowds are so fickle mm -hmm. and they sit down during concerts and they tell people not to dance at concerts and and i've seen it from young people it's not even just old people it's, it's all ages so wrestling crowds are a little different i think they they're are. a little bit more chill when we were there yes. like i've been to raws i've been to wrestlemania's in big stadiums and, and Toronto just want to go chill. Like, it's so funny. Like we'll drink. Sure. There are drinkers and there's partiers that are going to see, but they're really just there to hang out. So if AEW can catch their actual attention and keep it, then you get a good crowd. But I, I gotta be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if like, if they do a three hour show that the, th the, the third hour, which is essentially the headline hour, won't get the love that they will get off the top. Like I, I feel like, Toronto's used to like two hours at a hockey game or a basketball game. Well, they're going to give them two hours in Dynamite next week. It's not going to be a three-hour show. Uh, but okay. Dan, what are they doing in terms of their YouTube taping when they're doing those shows? But I guess, is that after or is that before? Because I know... The I thought they were doing the YouTube tapings in, in Florida. Oh, okay. Because the listed time for these shows, and I was looking today, is 7 o'clock. Okay. So my they might do a dark. Be, they might yeah, do it. They're going to do an hour of YouTube stuff. They have two darks. They're going to do it all. They're not uh, going to, they're going to shoot for at least three hours. Come on. Well, yeah. but not for, for not specifically. But if people Dynamite. show up at eight, yeah. If people show up at eight for Dynamite, which I think Dynamite's most people, a two hour show. Yeah. So I think you can have that experience. 
Um, but then anyone who's looking at their ticket is going to get there at seven o'clock. But again, that's not unusual. If you go to a raw taping, you get half an hour of main event. Mm -hmm. So we're not, and and raw is a three hour show after that. So not a ridiculous ask, uh, of anyone, uh, certainly, but, uh, all right. Final thoughts, Alex, anything else? Yeah. Just to be exciting to have Chris Jericho in Toronto getting cheap pops, doing Canadian shtick. I'm all for it, and I hope I hope they're successful and they keep coming back because wrestling is, is a lot of fans in Toronto. It's a huge hub for it. And I should say to any Canadians listening, uh, Rampage for the first time ever is actually going to be on TSN Live, so you don't have to go to the app. Uh, and Dan, I'll give you this before we get out. It's so funny that Jericho, uh, a bunch of the other Canadians, Daddy Magic, uh, Menard, uh, Christian, The Bunny, her, uh, Ethan Page. There are a lot of heel Canadians, and it might be very funny to just sit there and watch them all get cheered for a couple nights. They're all going to get cheered. Yeah, uh, Ethan Page is going to feel like Iron Mike Sharp in his prime. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, anything else before we go, Dan? I didn't want to give you a chance to... Um, yeah, me. very excited for the show. And uh, this is going to be, you know, the only... Th- this will be the hottest crowd they'll ever have until they go to the UK. Or until they do a big pay-per-view. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Alex, Dan, always a pleasure to talk to you both. Uh, looking forward to Extreme Rules on Saturday. And then next, there's also a Battle of the Bells on Friday. I didn't mention that. That's happening. Oh, yeah. um, and then uh, I'm going to be at these shows next week. So I'm really excited. And again, th- thank you, AW. You're sending me for free. I didn't even have to do anything. Uh, and thank you both once again. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.